0: Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Basar Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I want to talk today about having an eternal perspective. God set eternity in the heart of man. The book of Ecclesiastes, one of those books we don't read very often, it's in there. Ecclesiastes 3.11, listen to what it says. He has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which thing under the sun can satisfy except God. Yet man cannot find out, comprehend, or grasp what God has His overall plan from the beginning to the end. The Bible says, "God set eternity in our hearts." Our spirits are made to be in relationship with God through Christ. And be, if you don't have him in your heart, you will be searching and doing life and running things and relationships and money and fame and position. And you'll be always searching for something that only Jesus can do your heart with. And the Bible says he set eternity need or desire to know Jesus. And I've traveled the world and done missions all over different countries and you see worshipping idols. You see people running after things. In Australia, we don't have idols. We just have idols of money and houses, aim and fortune and approval by the other people. So we run those things, not to mention our clothes and other things we might do. But God says, I've set eternity in your heart. There's something that he has set in our spirits that we do and run after. So since we were made for eternity, things of time on earth cannot fully and permanently satisfy. And yet God wants us to live under life now and for eternity. Even the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, I'll read uh, some of the Passion, verse 9. It says, pray like this. Our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as fulfilled in heaven we acknowledge you to our as provider of all we need each day forgive us what we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us from evil for you are the king who rules with power and glory forever amen and when you pray make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your father will also forgive you but if you withhold forgiveness from others, your father holds forgiveness from you. Jesus, did you really have to put those verses in? The prayer was going great until that. <laughs> if we don't get things sorted here, it's going to affect relationship here. And if we've got this going right, you'll have the grace in this to touch people's hearts and set people free. But in that prayer, Jesus said, your kingdom come. Your will on earth is in heaven, that's the eternal perspective about heaven coming and that we, he gives us everlasting life. And the earth, he says, give us this day our daily bread. So Jesus is very interested in your daily life, our needs, our food, our provision, our emotions, our minds, our career, whatever gifts he's given us. He's very interested in every day that we have life functioning well. It will only function well if we've got the eternal perspective in right order. I used to uh, do cross-country running when I was uh, a few years younger and I used to enjoy it, running down the hills of uh, Toowoomba and Crow's Nest. Remember that when you were running a cross-country race, you would regularly and see where you were going, otherwise you'd crash into a tree, into a fence or you'd miss the next turn. But I'd have to be looking down at my feet regularly so I didn't trip over a log, run into something or hit a ditch or kick my foot on a stone. Looking down regularly and I'd be looking up regularly. That's what the race of life is like. If you don't look up, you won't know where you're going. And God says look up The everlasting life and the eternal perspective. If you, you'll, you, won't, you'll, you won't know where you're going. But if you keep looking today and don't lift your eyes, you'll stumble along and get lost. And you, we all need an eternal heaven perspective about our lives. If you get that right, give you grace so you can work out the daily things of life. Proven forgiveness, hope, shame, and guilt, and all those things dealt with by the life of Jesus Christ. And today, I want to stir our heart. We are the body of Christ, and we have a daily needs. And He has. We have eternal perspective that gives purpose in life that makes the daily. God is. He loves to care for your family the kids the busyness of all the things that happen in life in your busy but don't let that be the god of your life that a purpose for an eternal perspective raising kids and kids is for generations so that they encounter jesus otherwise it doesn't make sense it's vanity god we can have his perspective in our lives we need a perspective and his kingdom is eternal so we need to have an eternal perspective this is a big challenge. Our desires and needs are very real and can be all-consuming. If you're lonely, it can just so burn in your hearts. If you are in conflict, in strife, in relationships, it your life. If there's pain or trauma or jealousy, or if there's lack of purpose about your life, you can just go in circle, you get really bored and frustrated, then you try to get some adrenaline rushes, and that's where it's come from, trying to satisfy our needs. But if we have Jesus in the right place then he will give you grace to deal with the daily thing. Some of us want to have the suddenlies of miracles, but if you don't, don't do the dailies right, you'll never see the suddenlies. And that's where devotion, walking in right relationship, forgiveness, grace, daily we do that right, and then God in his kin and do the suddenlies that will transform our lives and everyone else around us for his kingdom purposes. It's so easy to get caught in materialism, chasing after money or searching for fame, evil. Be successful and prosperous, but don't soul in the process. Oh, I've been through 40 years now and I've seen people that have sometimes, even Christians, then they learn how to be successful and then they get so they never turn up to church and their kids wander away from God and became a trap because they didn't keep eternity and the present perspective. I've seen others that have never met Jesus, so they're desperately trying to get approval and acceptance. And so their lives are driven by an emptiness in Even if they get their present goals, they're still not satisfied. But Jesus has come because he's got eternity in our hearts. I remember reading a statement. I think Mary Lynn had it on our fridge for a while. I have nothing to prove, only Jesus to please. If that's the only thing you remember today, it's a really good statement. I have nothing to prove, only Jesus to please. Because if you please Jesus with your love, all the other things will start to find their right order. Another one my uh, used to tell me, only one life it will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. And that turned into my heart, I think it's an old, a part of a song, I think it is an old song or a hymn. Only one life it will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. We have a very real enemy, as we were singing about today, who will try and heal and destroy our lives of purpose. And eternal perspective John ten ten. Jesus said the thief only to steal and kill and destroy I have come they may have life and have it to the full passion version says but I have come to give you everything and above more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow how awesome is when your life's overflowing you're just full of and everyone who gets near you just gets spilt on you know it just flies you got someone who's really positive, it just bubbles out. You can't, can't be within within 10 metres of them without something touching you. Or if you carry God's peace wherever you go, everyone else gets touched. To a room where there's conflict and strife, and all of a sudden the atmosphere starts to change. Sometimes you don't even have to open your mouth because we carry the God. Why? Because you've got an eternal perspective. You're helping bring heaven to earth. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And you that in our spirits and our souls. We carry it and overflows through our words and our acts of kindness. God wants us to know the power of that, but the enemy is out to steal, destroy, so that you lose your perspective with God and you lose and freedom in your heart. He will try and drain your life in being full and overflowing. That's how God wants it. John three. We we all know John three, but I'd like to read a few verses before and after because sometimes we don't always have a true verse until we read before and after. Verse twelve: If you are unable to understand and believe all you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to enter the heavenly realm? No one has risen into the except the Son of Man, who also exists in heaven. And just as is in the dead, lifted up the brass replica of a snake on a pole for all the people to see and be healed. So the Son of Man, is ready to be lifted up, so that those who truly believe in Him might be given eternal life not giving us now to get you through the next weeks or months, but gives us eternal life. Then we go, verse 16, that we all know. This is how much God loved the world, that he gave a unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in will never part experience everlasting life. So Jesus is clearly telling us eternal, everlasting is the foundation of our salvation experience. And we get all the benefits of having godliness in our families, blessing, overflow, peace, joy, help, support, purpose. All those things come into perspective when we experience eternal love through Jesus. And sometimes in a world where we all want it now, we want things straight away. We don't know how to do deferred gratification very well. And so God says, hey, there's an eternal perspective and I'll show you how every day to get to that full as it is in heaven. Lord, help us then. Then it goes on, verse 17. We often don't read verse 17. God did not send his son into the world to judge and contemn the world to be its saviour and to rescue it. Ah, we've got to be careful that people don't see Christchurch churches for what we're against but what we're for. What are we for? We're forgiveness, eternal life, hope, peace, restoration, peace. In the process, light and darkness, and we have to have boundaries and standards, and some only see what we are against, because we we don't want to have ungodly living and unrighteous, otherwise it destroys a nation. How awesome was our Prime Minister this week, up at a Hillsong Conference in front of 30,000 people, and praying for our nation, speaking just shamelessly about his faith, making it safe for others. By his words and example, he says, everyone who's got a faith should be free to stand up and live it out in our nation. Give God praise for that courage to do that. <laughs> no matter what political party you might support or belong to, I believe the Bible says righteousness is a nation, but sins are approached to any people. And we need to pray in his family and leaders because there is a very challenging pathway to navigate in this next year or two to bring and bring righteousness to our nation in fresh ways in of a crazy world that we live in. Thank God internal perspective, not just a short-term political perspective. That's what we need to pray for. And many in leadership, in business, often we have short-term gain of financial or political favour instead of long-term perspective. That's why I love Daniel. Daniel served under three different regimes, all godless regimes, and every one of them was totally shaken because one man said, I serve the true and living God and will not be bowed down even at the risk of his own life. And three whole godless regimes where at the end they all said there's a true and living God. Why? Because of one man who had eternal perspective. He's one of my greatest heroes in the Bible and history because of what he truly did story your life and our lives together can can change the shape of our community we're already in, but we want to go to another level where we can change the shape of our community by our attitudes by the way we treat people by the way we honor the name of Jesus Christ by the way we excel lives in our marriage in our families in our finances in our business it's tax time hallelujah make sure you don't cheat on your tax Say no, he's stopped preaching and he's meddling now but let me tell you God sees everything we do. Do you want short-term gain for an extra hundred dollars in your return or do you want to have integrity? Daniel did and shook the nations. It's the little things. Your spouse, what we do when we're under pressure. We don't have to be perfect but walk in grace and eternal perspective. No I won't cheat there because it's affect my witness for eternity. That's an eternal perspective. Not short-term gain, but long-term blessing and favour. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, that is a remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers, eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what the gift of grace is. It's eternal life, and it starts today for all of our lives it started a long time ago but in our present time frame eternal life is today and this earth and then eternity in heaven and when I'm about heaven I don't want you to think of heaven as a magic escape at the end of our lives saying oh we made it <laughs> same with the second coming of Jesus Jesus said I'm coming back Somebody to come back and rescue him out of a difficult situation. That's not what Jesus to do. He said, occupy, come, live out the kingdom of God. Hey, let's trade heaven on earth until Jesus comes or we go home to him. Let's be his kingdom purpose because it's eternal, just present needs met. And I discern sometimes in our Christian life in the world today, we're doing our needs and to be healed and set free and God wants to do all that. And Jesus demonstrated that's part of his kingdom. But if that's how it doesn't happen the way we think, then we can get disappointed and upset. I regularly meet people say, oh, I, I tried that God thing, but it didn't work. <laughs> I now ask a few questions saying, what do you mean? And nearly always, of two things. They said, oh, knew these Christians, and they were hip, so I can't trust them, so therefore I can't trust God. And they walk away or I prayed and God didn't answer my prayer to heal this or provide money so I walked away. Short-term perspective, not the true gospel of eternal life. And we're going to make sure we don't fall into that trap because we all can be human. But the Word of God is there. The overwhelming gift to believers is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How powerful is that? 1 John 5.11 says to me that God has given us eternal life. His life has its source in His Son. Whoever has the Son has eternal. Life. Whoever does not have the Son does not possess eternal life. This letter to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you will be assured, know without a doubt that you have eternal life. These were the verses that were given to me the night I gave my heart to Jesus as a seventeen-year-old. A youth pastor gave me those verses because I was brought up in church with emotion, so I didn't feel anything dramatic happen the night I gave my heart to Jesus. But I made a significant decision. He gave me those verses. They were my strength to say, hey, you will know that you have eternal life. You've made that prayer. You've made that choice. And now all of yours is going to change. And I took that by faith until the feelings came. Don't live by feelings because they are really tricky. There's lots of triggers that feed into your feelings and emotion. They won't always give you the right read. You don't ignore them, but you don't let them rule you. I had to learn that. I had to learn to walk by faith. John 5.24, I speak to you an eternal truth. If you embrace my message and believe in the one who sent me, you will never face condemnation. For in me you have already passed from the realm of death into the realm of eternal life. We're going to have a water baptism next Sunday. night. That's an outward demonstration of the transformations that happen on the inside. Very, very important to do it publicly. You can't be a secret of Jesus. It's not how Christianity works. So well, you can sometimes have to use wisdom and not be as demonstrative as you can be in church can't be a secret disciple Jesus always called people to publicly follow him and sooner or later you're to he said if you don't confess me when I confess you before my father in heaven that verse used to scare me I got saved and when I got saved then I realized hey that's true and so that made me drew me to walk out in front of all my family who thought I was already and, and give my life to Jesus that was the toughest day of my life because I had to face the fear of man which was one of my monsters and sometimes you've got to just face those fears and walk through, and God's grace breaks them. John seventeen three, Jesus said, You have already given me authority over all people. May give the gift of eternal life to all those that you have given to me. Eternal life means to know and experience your only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son who sent. Jesus explains what eternal life is very clearly. Knowing letting him be Lord of your life and living that out. And living it out in his sphere of our lives. Psalm 45, 13 says, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. It's all through the Bible. It endures through all generations. Keep praying for your generations. If you're young, pray for parents and grandparents and uncles and aunties. If you're you're older, pray for your kids and grandkids. Hey, God's all about generations. If I was praying on Friday morning at prayer meeting, and I started to pray for God to turn back the hearts of Himself who once knew Him. And I started to see in my spirit thousands of people who live in Harvey Bay, who were brought up in school, youth groups, kids clubs, churches, Christian schools, have made responses to Jesus at youth camps or scripture outreaches. And I thought, mate, if all of those turned back to God, every church would have about five services every weekend just to fit them all in. And I started to pray. There were only half a dozen here, but I got really put. And I saw, I said, God, turn people back to you. Turn people. Get them to return. And my spirit could see it happening. God, you're going to turn people back to you, regardless of what lies and pain has come over their lives. God, you're going to turn them back. And it will happen at an eternal perspective that his kingdom is for generations, older and younger, and it's everlasting life. And I say, God, so many are consumed with the present brokenness of the past and the sin and shame that drives them away. We're going to turn them back. And we need to pray, God, turn them back. Bring bring them back. Lord, let them see again the true issues of each life, of heaven, of darkness and hell, separation from God. See the real issues that we deal with every day. So consumed with the present, we forget about the eternal. And that's what Jesus said, it's eternal life. That's what salvation is. And then we live out transformed lives. To, to join with me in praying, God, turn hearts to you. Lord, turn them back. Return us to your purposes and peace. God, let it be. Lord, turn hearts. Stir our souls so that we don't settle just because we believe for what can be. That's what faith is. Can be. God, let it be in our hearts and our lives. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with them. Everlasting love in the Bible. I have drawn you with unhealing kindness because we all need that. Sometimes we just get lost. We get overwhelmed by stuff. But the Spirit of God is calling us. And I mentioned Daniel before. 14 says, He was given authority, glory and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every nation language worshipped Him. Dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. For his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. No matter what the enemy says, no matter what the media says, no matter what people of influence in this world say, the word of God is true, and will come back. And He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's not song; it's a reality in our hearts. Eternal life, Kingdom come. Oh God, we get swamped by all of the messages of this spirit of this world, but our God is the trusting God. Philippians three twelve. Apostle Paul I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. Hey, okay, we're on this journey, but I run passion into His abundance, so that I may the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill, wants me to discover. Wow, that's why it should never be boring, because it's an unfolding discovery of revelation, insight, transformation, and the more we have, then it flows out. Every now and then, I'm a Christian. said, "How are you doing?" Oh, I'm getting a bit bored with life, and I think hey for you. I immediately start praying, and the first thing I pray is say, Lord, send some pair world that they're going to lead to Jesus and they've got to disciple someone. That'll change their life forever. Instead of thinking about it, I'm a bit bored, God will give you someone to and love and care for and teach and disciple. That's the best going to world and make disciples. Not just be uncomfortable. God, your kingdom purpose is here. It goes on. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish. However, I do have one compelling focus. I think as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Wow, fasten my heart to the future, not just dwell last. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the virtue of the anointing of Jesus, so that all who are fully mature have the same passion, and if anyone has not yet gripped his desires, God will reveal it to them. Paul's having a bit of a go at him there, Say, so if you haven't yet, you will. And let us uh, together to reach this victory prize, following one path, one passion. My beloved friends, imitate walk with God and follow all those who walk according to the way of life we model before you. For there are many who live by different standards. As I've warned you many times, weep as I write these words. They are ends of the cross, of the anointed one, and doom of them. Their God has possessed them and made them mute. Their boast is in their shameful lifestyles and their minds are... uh, Spells it pretty clean. But we are a colony of heaven on earth. Wow, that gives some pictures, doesn't it? As we cling to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transfigure us into the identical likeness of his glory body. And using his matchless power, he continues to subdues everything to himself. Verse 20. We actually sang it in one of our songs today heaven. The end of King James says we are citizens of heaven and we're ambassadors on the earth. If we had that in right perspective a whole lot of things would change about and what our desires and goals would be. We've got Australian ambassadors living in countries all over the world. They're citizens of Australia but they're ambassadors in another country to help commit what Australia's values and position and decision and goals are. We're actually when we're born again we become citizens of God's family in heaven and we are now his ambassadors foreign representatives on this earth. That changes the way we do life, isn't it? Because everything seems here but it's not permanent it's only season. It really is. And sadly I've been and taken way too many funerals to know that that's the and my heart burns in my soul and for everyone in this church and this community to know the reality of eternal life of hope in Jesus that the present needs met by Christ but it's important to have your eternal perspective will become your consuming passion becomes an unfulfilled life Oh, Jesus, help us. A couple more verses and we'll wrap it up. Thanks, Ashley. What fight, the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life. Well, the faith is about taking hold of eternal life, not just to win a victory and get over some negative thoughts. This is what Paul says. Good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to what you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Wow. The fight of faith is not just about winning a present victory, it's a and the present victory is part of that journey. I'd never seen that verse in that life yesterday. I thought, wow, that's what the faith's truly about. Life to the full now and in preparation for eternity. Make decisions in the light of eternity, especially important decisions. Turn to the Lord and return to Him. I won't look at the scripture, but Acts is preaching this amazing sermon after the Holy Spirit got poured out. Knows how to get attention. Hey, tonight I'm going to speak on Spirit, our Helper, and we're going to pray for people to get filled and overflowing with Spirit tonight. So if you're hungry for more of the Spirit of God, or you've written and experienced His breakthrough power in your life and speaking of things in that power, if you've got other people, get on the phone and say, "Hey, you need to come. I'll teach you the Spirit, and then we'll just make room for the Spirit of God to flow." Whenever I go to church, I nearly always do it. And there's always lots of people get filled with the Spirit. Church for years. Someone's the first Sunday there. They said, oh, this is Christian life. No. They don't argue about it. They said, well, that sounds pretty exciting. His power. Let's go. We get it all complicated up here. The flow. Repent and return to God. Wow. And I've learned to have 1 John 3. I'll read these last couple of verses. 1 3.1 says, Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvel that He has lavished on us. He has called us and made us His very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognise who we are is that they recognise Him. Beloved, we are God's children. However, it's not yet apparent what we will become. We do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like Him. For we will see Him as He truly is. Verse 3, And all who focus their hope on Him will always be purifying themselves just as Jesus is pure. When you have an eternal perspective, when you long for Jesus' second coming, when you long to live lives now and will have an end of a journey of faith, it's not an escape clause. It's not a, a, a ticket for eternal life. It is a journey of faith. And it's a reward for receiving Jesus into your heart and life. It's not about religion. It's about relation. Maybe you're here today and you've never really experienced His hope and forgiveness in your life. It's a choice saying, Lord, I choose to believe. I open my heart. Run a race, you need to lift your eyes to see and you need to look at your daily Either of them will trip you up. I've run into a couple of fences when I was busy running really fast and not looking ahead. And I've kicked my foot on stone, twisted my ankle in holes when I was looking up there too much and not enough. It's a double perspective in the journey of life. Don't be so heavenly minded that you're really good. I've heard that said about a few Christians. They know the Bible well, praying all the time, but they see someone in need. Oh, I'm busy. I can't go and give you a meal right now. That's so heavenly minded you're no earthly good. It's a perspective. Eternal heavenly perspective, and daily we give, we share, we forgive, we help, we encourage, we count, support, we disciple, we nurture, we're a good example in a wholesome life now, and many more. Because Christianity becomes contagious, they say, I need to find out what what you do, what you take, because your whole life gets them curious. It's a cult that makes them thirsty. If you have too much salt, the meal mere... do not be too heavenly-minded, you know earthly good. But I think a lot of Aussie Christians have the other problem. We're not minded enough, and so we don't influence because we just don't have enough salt and light. actually shakes a challenge. But God's Spirit's helping us. Stand in His presence today. Oh, the grace of God for our lives. And I'll read the verse I started with. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human, mysterious long in which nothing under the sun can satisfy, except God. If here have known Jesus, been Christians for months or years, decades, I pray today this has just stirred your heart to get a bit more focused perspective for your life. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.